Disclaimer, while we are both licensed mental health professionals in the state of Georgia, anything stated in today's show is not intended to be used as a therapeutic intervention or clinical recommendation. We are not providing therapy during our show. Rather, we're bringing the insight and experience of our professional lives to dig deep into topics that impact women across the board. If you are in need of a professional therapist, please seek one out in your community. If you're experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or go to your closest emergency room. Talk Straight, a podcast by real women for real women who are looking for real change. Let's get comfy and get honest about what our lives really look like and what it takes to really live them to their fullest. No filters, no bullshit, no shame, just real honest talk from real everyday women. Amazing women, welcome to our show. We are talking about the F word today. Yep, that's right. You heard me right. We are talking about fear. So buckle in, get ready, and we are just going to be raw and real with you. And uh, hopefully you'll get some inspiration today to yes, overcome ma'am. some fear. So. Yes, ma'am. For a second, I was like, oh, the F word. Yes. <laughs> and then there, but there's lots of F words. Um <laughs> Fear is not my favorite F word, but I do think when we start to unpack fear and as we were kind of just chatting a little bit before we hit record, I think there's so many directions that we could go with this today. So many avenues and there's high level fear, right? Like 30,000 foot level fear of like everything, almost like chicken little, right? Like the sky is falling paralyzing us to the point where like, we can't even specifically say what it is that we're afraid of yet. It has a grip on us. And then the other end of that extreme or spectrum is I fear that if I make this one decision, it's going to change the trajectory of my life. And then I won't have any money. And then if I don't have any money, we'll be broke. And if we're broke, we'll be homeless. And if we're homeless, then what will my kid do for school? And if he can't go to school, then he'll die of, of, I, I don't even know, but like, I just go to like, it's right. the, the very granular and that can be just as paralyzing, if not more paralyzing. Yeah. Cause it's sneaky. It's a sneaky little bitch. Oh, like, <laughs> so true. <laughs> no, because it just, everything seems so realistic, right? Everything seems so like, well, of course, you know, I'm not going to do this because I mean, all the excuses are so real. Well, you know, and you and I have had this conversation of just like, well, I can't start my own business. Like I'm the breadwinner. That would be irrational. That would be irresponsible of me. Um, you know, I can't possibly do this. Irresponsible. But like, I even had the, the word verbiage. I had the verbiage land on me that it was reckless. Whoa. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) like so heavy, but also like remembering that the language that comes from anybody is so much about them and not about me and how our stories give us 
these frameworks or these backdrops that for somebody, they, somebody in their life may have been reckless, but the, the reality is in really like having a tribe of women around me to, to like check that out with, to be like, Hey, am I being reckless? Am I being selfish? Am I being the S word? Yeah. The S word, like the S <laughs> fucking word, right? Like it's, it's just as damaging to give those words the power that it, that they, it doesn't really inherently have, right? Like it, it's not reckless. Somebody used that word. I could have given it power. I could have given it um, power over me and decided to do something very different. Or I could have just allowed that language to be somebody else's story. I don't have to take that on. I don't have to own that. But uh, the word luxury also came up, which I thought was funny because it was used by somebody who really cares deeply for me. Mm. But it was the other people don't have the luxury to take this time to like create your own business. And it was almost like the word privilege, which has a a heavy connotation today. And like, and and I, I agree with it, Mm -hmm. but I was almost kind of like in that framework, had I allowed the attachment of those words and the meanings of those words to impact me to like hold back, I would be right. Well, I would not be sitting here with you right now. I would be in an office somewhere, probably sitting over a couple spreadsheets, trying to make 48 decisions for um, 48 different people that none of them would be happy with the decision that I ended up making at the end of the day anyway. And I would be miserable. Right. And so like, I like fear of, oh gosh, what are people going to think? And Well, and it's that fear of, I think what we're talking about here is that fear of putting ourselves and our dreams in the forefront, like in Mm. that front burner and really like investing, investing in our dreams, investing in ourselves, right. And, and having that belief. So it's this investment of ourselves and putting ourselves first. But what people don't see is that we have this whole like, um, I don't want to say thought process of like, this is actually going, this is for my family. Like this mm-hmm. is right. You're I'm investing so in today good. and tomorrow and me and you and, and everyone else. Like it's a much bigger, the ripple effect is huge. So much bigger, so much bigger. And I realized that with, I was talking to my husband about our dreams and stuff. And his dream is to just take care of the family. And I can't remember if we've talked about this before. And then my dream was, you know, bigger. It's yes, my family and so much more. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, speaks volumes to, yes, we can give first we give to ourselves, but then we're fighting against all of like society's words of, it's a privilege. It's a luxury. It's selfish. It's reckless. It's, you know, and they can have, and you were so beautifully able to identify those can have a heavy weight and those do, but it's how much weight do I put on them? Mm. Right. And how much do I get back? Like, that's not my story. That's their yeah. story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that investment in ourselves. It's been so ingrained that it's selfish and it's not okay. And you always put everybody before you and you're the martyr. And a mm. lot of times it is um, rewarded when you're the martyr. Oh you know? my gosh. The attention you get and the accolades you get. And I was reading something uh, had to do with basically like this Wonder Woman type story, except for that it was gross. 
it was so gross. It was like this victim stance and this like, woe was me. And it was about this woman who was being completely celebrated for basically not living life. She was running, ripping and running herself ragged for everything and everyone but herself. And I, I wonder, and I've done similar, I can't say, I, I won't, I won't say that I've played the Wonder Woman card of like, I was like doing it all. Although there were probably like moments in time and glimpses where it, it appeared that way. Mm. And, and that's why like appearances are deceiving and we shouldn't look at things initially at face value because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? We don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but it was this, this praise of just like this selfless woman and this, and like things from the church come up for me when we start talking about like selflessness and like um, submission and women mm. giving. And um, there's like that narrative that comes in. So there's, there's lots of different narratives. There's, um, investment in ourself is selfish and don't do it because what will people think? And then what if you fail, right? right. Then there's fear of failure. What if I invest all this time and energy and resources and then it doesn't work out? Yes. Then you want to say the other F word, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Well, and it's, that's the running commentation in our head, like, right. As um, well, I've tried before and I failed. So what if I try this bigger thing too? And I fail. Right. But so yeah, that's yes. failure is a whole nother thing too. Maybe we'll do another, we have to do another segment on failure. Yeah. Um, another F word. And <laughs> yeah. All the F words. <laughs> that's what we should do. We should call it. We should do like a segment, a, um, series. a series <laughs> of sick, crooked, talk straight, the F word and start unpacking fear and failure and forgiveness and faith and right. Like, okay. So we'll, we'll eventually come full circle to all of those topics. I am sure of it. Well, yeah, I think that we just got our next like five or six segments. Yes, so yes. we're good. <laughs> awesome. But it's, um, what power do these efforts have over us? And I'll tell you like, just kind of anecdotally, the, the real F word, fuck, um, <laughs> the real OG of F words. I used to live in fear of language. And I don't know if this is going to have any relevance or tie in in any capacity, but like I used to have this fear of language and it came again, I'll circle back a little bit to the church and the expectations, the preconceived notions that women, women don't use certain language. Women of God do not use certain language. And I mean, I can remember being paralyzed by it. I would get up out of movies if I heard the F word too much, this was like college days. I mean, this was like, wow. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know Katie from college days. I know the fuck this, fuck that Katie. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. Um, that, the, the, and like, even like the evolution of my husband has like commented on like, wow, like you've come such a long way, <laughs> but it's just, but it goes back to the power that we give something, yeah. the power that we give the, the F word and, and, attaching that to some greater meaning that holds us back. I probably miss out on a lot of really great art and film and, you know, just expression of things because I couldn't get past the word. Mm -hmm. Then, so failure, 
I put a lot of attachment and meaning on the word failure or what I think it means, <laughs> which we've, we've unpacked that in other conversations and we'll continue to unpack that because it's so valuable to look at like, what does failure actually mean? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're totally tackling that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then faith, right? Like, well, but if I have faith in, you know, God to do these things and I don't have to do them myself, which then goes back to a victim martyr stance of, right? So, I mean, I just went on like 87 tangents (laughs) of the F word and the power that it has over us. But if we come back to like the investment in ourselves and fear of let's go, let's like do like a fun, like worst case scenario because Rachel Rogers, who we've talked about previously, and I'm listening to her book, The Millionaire One, We should all be millionaires millionaires by Rachel Rogers. And I got feisty as she, I'm in like chapter two, as she's like going through history and just a lot of statistics. And she gets to this point in the book where she talks about rich boo and poor boo. (laughs) And I love that. And when she starts to describe poor boo, at first I'm like, why is she calling this one poor boo? Like, why? Right. I had that response too. I was like, wait a minute, that's a judgment. <laughs> well, and I was like, she's doing poor, quote unquote, poor boo is doing damn fine for herself. Yeah. <laughs> but then she started talking about the I word and the investment and the worth that comes from, we, we don't invest in things that we don't find to be worthy. Hmm. Mm. We don't invest in things that we don't find to be worthy. And so if we're not investing in ourselves, if we're not investing in our dreams, our futures, our wild and crazy ideas, and and just our wild and crazy selves, if we're not investing, it's because one could say it's because we lack self-worth. Absolutely. And so how do, and then so fear around self-worth what happens with fear and how do we not let it get control of us because I can remember and I'll maybe using real life examples will bring this home a little bit better but my self-worth was wrapped up in my identity and my job so if I left my job who would I be I feared losing myself losing my identity then it went to um, I'm not worthy of investing, of taking the risk. It's another heavy word, risk. Yeah. I'm not worthy of taking the risk because what if I fail? Mm-hmm. And what if I, if I, if I have, let's just use round numbers for fun because math is hard. And that's why I became a social worker is because <laughs> I don't do math. But let's just use round numbers. Let's say I have $10,000 to invest. I just have, I just have $10,000 lying around. <laughs> right. And I decide to put that money back and I save it because I'm afraid that if I don't have access to it later, what will happen? Yes. And so I place a ton of worth on security. Mm-hmm. If I flip that script and say, I'm going to take that $10,000. I'm investing in myself. I'm going to go do a a coaching program. I'm going to sign up for a class. I'm going to put the money down on some type of investment like property or um, thing. I don't have words for it at this moment, but right. Like I'm, I'm going to put it into something that will potentially get me um, returns on that investment. But if I have that fear 
I will, I will, I will sit on that money and let it, I'll tuck it under my mattress so that it loses value. It won't even gain any type of value, interest, nothing. And I'll just sit and I'll be stuck. I won't, I won't move forward. How do you, how do we break through that? I mean, I know how I broke through it and it was a very prescriptive, I mean, I had, I had you, (laughs) I have, I have you, I have a coaching program. I have something that's very specific that challenged me and said, stop living in fear. Stop living in scarcity. Stop living so fucking small. And I thought I was living pretty big. Right. Right. Well, and that's that, that illusion, right? The illusion of, of all of what society prescribes us and stuff of just like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be or, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and what that looks like. But yeah, being able to like strip that down and recognize your worth isn't within climbing the corporate ladder. It's actually within the gifts that you have and that you're worthy of investing in, right? That's worthy of investing in. So I remember, you know, for me, oh my gosh, when we started our business, what, six years ago, and we both, you know, parted ways because we got caught up in the condition part of us that mm-hmm. says, this is the direction you're supposed to go. This creates safety. Let's climb the corporate ladder. And we both did it, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember the first investment, I would say, you know, other than like college and stuff like that, the first true investment in myself was when I invested. I remember being like, holy shit, I'm going to invest a thousand dollars in grace levers, sales funnel thing. Right. And I was freaking out about that. Do you know, within the past, so then, you know, fast forward up until 2019, early 2020, yeah, it's like January, 2020, February. And, um, ended up, you know, deciding I am taking this leap. I am worth it. My dreams are worth it. Like I am doing something different. There was a whole slew of things that happened that got me to that place. But I remember investing in this coaching program that was $10,000. And I was like, this is totally for me. And then not even by the end of the year, I ended up up leveling into a diamond <laughs> program. And it was not, believe me, I could have come up with 10 million different reasons not to spend $25,000 more mm. on a coaching, you know, on a coaching program met with my mentor. And, um, but that is like, that was a huge step. So when we talk about like overcoming the fears of investment, it's actually doing it right. It's, it's having, it's mindset shift. 80% of our our success is mindset shift. 20% is doing it's the action that we put behind it. So, so yeah, I mean, like shit was hitting the fan in December when I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to sign up for this $20,000 additional program with you. Why wouldn't I, Mm. Um, you know, my husband had just started just started his business. We both just left corporate world. Like we, we, that talk about like fear cropping up, but Mm. knowing the strong conviction that I had in my worth and my, you know, the, the work that I do and, and my husband and, you know, it was just that testament to, Mm. yeah, it was. And from there I ended up you know, gosh, tripling my, you know, my income. So we did, it was crazy. It was crazy. So that talks about, and it's, you know, it talks about the investment in yourself and what you are, 
identifying your worth as, and you put that much back into it. Right. And, but it was, it was a long road um, Mm. of, of just looking at, you know, really combating all of the, man, you can't do that. It's selfish. I didn't even tell my mother. I would not tell my mom. She knows that I'm in a coaching program. There is no way I would ever tell her how much money, because I don't like, I don't need to share that with her. Um, yeah. Well, you don't need her yeah. fear and her worry and her scarcity to, to, to have to make a decision about, I'm not going to pick that up. You're yeah. just not going to even allow it to enter in. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I'm like, I can, I can have that, you know, discussion within myself and she doesn't have to be a physical part of it. <laughs> I already have her voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. And what was your experience too, when you were like, holy shit, I'm doing this. Like I am doing this because I remember feeling exhilarated, fear, like crazy. Like I'm like, holy shit, I'm doing this. Like I was so scared, so excited and exhilarated. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like a whole slew of feeling. So I'm more of a, I like to, I like, I like for my life to get real fucking shitty before I'll make a change. Um, I'm like, I'm like a ride or die kind of chick with like, I'm going to make sure that even though like, it feels like this thing might not be working out, I'm going to write it out until like, I know, and I'll know when I am like having a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my journey was a little bit different in that, um, I did, I was the martyr and the victim, not knowing it. I didn't, I didn't think that obviously at the time, most, most don't, but I was just kind of like, I felt feeling paralyzed, feeling so stuck in fear and lack of belief. And it wasn't until in your program, we did the spiritual gifts inventory Mm -hmm. and I have them on post-it notes around different areas of my, my desk and office. And it wasn't until that practice that exercise drove home the point that I was never going to be happy if I was always trying to make everybody else happy. I needed to look inside myself and it was through those spiritual gifts that, that I lean on when people are, when I, when I feel people's expectation of me or I feel their frustration or I feel their disappointment. Um, because now like I, I have gotten comfortable with being like, no, I, I cannot, I cannot do that. And then like looking at people's faces when you tell them no, after you've said yes for a million years and like, it's just like confusion and befuddlement and then disappointment. (laughs) And then sometimes there's like a flash of anger of like, what do you mean? And so like getting comfortable with all of those different reactions because they don't have anything to do with me. And when I go back to my spiritual gifts, those are the things that have to do with me and my purpose. And so I'm bouncing around just a little bit, but I, I had a, a mental breakdown basically where I um, made the decision to take time off of work. And it was through two months of being on FMLA and doing a mental health treatment program that I was able to, to take a step away from all the noise, all the chatter, because that's like the fear. The fear is really just noise. It's noise that For me, once I was able to quiet the noise, I could think clearly and then realize that the investment, what I was investing, I was already investing. Mm -hmm. Whether I knew it or not, I was investing my time, energy, resources into somebody else's dream. I was investing my time, energy, and resources into someone else's um, vision. 
and expectations. And so that shift, while it seems like it's, I mean, it's a somewhat of a little shift. It's just going from like your expectation to my expectation. Like that's just a, a shift in the way that I think. But that was huge in every behavior that followed. Yes. And so like I had no choice uh, really like I had gotten to a point where it wasn't that I, there wasn't excitement or exhilaration. It was if I don't do this, I'm going to die. <laughs> mm. I like to be a little dramatic at times and that like I, that feels very dramatic. But like on a very serious note, for those of you out there who might be listening, who struggle with depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, hopelessness, the paralyzing um, fear that grips it feels like it grips every ounce of your being that you cannot move forward because you are just like in a vice grip of like, and it's, and it's hard to describe those of you who have experienced will know exactly what I'm talking about. Reason doesn't help other people trying to give you solutions. Doesn't help it. It really, it came full circle for me going through that treatment program, taking the time away reinvesting in myself um, because I'm putting my time, energy, and resources out there every day anyway. I just needed to refocus on what I was going to be putting it toward. But your program and that specifically that exercise and then having, and then coming back to that because I had to be reminded. <laughs> I think it was really important that I be reminded because I would forget. I would get, I would get amnesia <laughs> about like, and like that's like the human condition, the human nature. We, we forget. And so that's why it's so important to have other like-minded people around you. And I have this tribe of women who don't let me forget, right? That like, I'm, I'm worth more. My value is not based in these other things that I thought it was based in. And I'm already, fuck, I'm already investing. Right. I was just, I was just a pick. My picker was broken for a little bit. I was picking the wrong things to be investing in. And there's no judgment there today, or if it does creep in, I've got my tribe to, to set me straight. But the, 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 the judgment before would have been failure. What if it fail? What if you fail? And then that stems back to fear. And, and then I think if we were to like piggyback or, or slightly, slightly be tangential with like Rachel Rogers work. It's that we have been told for our entire lives as women to, that we're not, we're not the, the money makers. We're not the decision makers. We're not the people who hold the power. We are, we are in dynamics in every facet of life, relationships, professional, personal, where somehow we are less than mm-hmm. our male counterparts. And to that, I say, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And to that, I, I, I want to rebel and like push up and like the rebelliousness inside of me kind of kicks up and I'm just like, Mm-mm, no, ma'am, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not going down that road. Um, no, absolutely. And it's been, it's, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were talking about how they were reading and I can't remember. I don't think this is in Rachel Rogers, although she has astounding statistics. I love it. Love it. I love it so much. But she was talking about how 50% of the population are female, okay? (laughs) And all, throughout all of history, all of the research is based on males, white males, all Mm -hmm. of the research. When it comes down to, um, even when it comes down to like seatbelts, 
So it's like the male's going to be safe, but the female's not. Like it's so crazy, but like coming back around to like how society values us. Mm -hmm. So why would we value ourselves and invest in ourselves? Right. Right. Um, When we've been told this over and over and over, but now, you know, for all of you who are listening and, and know Rachel Rogers and like have that, that, that like knowing that deep knowing, right. Cause that's how I think you and I started too. of just like, we knew that there was this deep knowing that there was something more, there's something more. I'm supposed to be bit like part of something bigger and like, it's not time to play small anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's doing a disservice to you, your family, to society. Right. And we are, we're in this huge shift, uh, this transform transformational, like 10 to 12 years where more and more women are stepping up and they're hearing that knock at the door or that nudge in their heart or soul saying no more. Mm. We are no longer going to be invisible. We are no longer going to um, shush our dreams, right? Mm. Because we already know 50% of women do not follow their dreams. I love the fact that 50% do, I still want to shift that. Right. And, you know, you even talking about like risk taking and, and that's such a, such a negative connotation within females. Like it's risky to invest in ourselves. It's risky to invest in our dreams and things like that. And people tell us all the time, all the time that that's the truth. And we just believe them. We eat that shit up and like, no, we're eating shit. Like Mm. no more eating shit. Stop that ladies. Um, Stop eating shit. <laughs> We've got to stop. But then you think about like the male counterparts and it's like really great when they take financial risks and it's oh really, gosh. you know, looked upon greatly and oh, you know, so it's really fucking the, frustrating. The double actually. standard, <laughs> the double standard is another one that gets me real fired up. Like the uh-huh. you know, if a man comes in and this is very tangential, but a man comes in and he's confident, he's considered assertive and he's considered knowledgeable, this a woman comes he's in a leader. He's, he's a, leader. a leader. A woman right? comes in acting the same way that chick's a bitch. She's yes. a bitch, man. Yeah. She is hard to work for. Like, man. I mean, that just speaks to everything that we're, we're fighting against yes. every single day, the undertones, the overtones, you know, and, and that's what, you know, it's so, it breaks my heart when, when women feel like, you know, they have this big dream, but their husband or their partner or, you know, their significant other, they, 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 they allow them to follow their dreams, but Mm. then we're not allowed to follow ours. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when my husband started multiple businesses when we were early on in our marriage and I'm like, okay, you can do that again. Didn't realize I was playing the victim of the martyr. Cause I was only, I don't know, 26. Right. I was, I was a little young in, um, we got married when we were 24. So it was, but I'm like, oh, you know, let him just have his dreams and I'll I'll just work three fucking jobs. Like it was insane. But that was like the limiting and that's all limiting beliefs and scarcity. That's a whole nother thing too. But yeah, we're taught that that's the way, right? You put other people's needs before your own. And if you don't, that's considered not being a good wife, a good mother, you know, a good sister, a good daughter, whatever it is. Well, you're being selfish. You're being really selfish. You're being really selfish when you take care of yourself and you're being really selfish when you allow for your dreams to take front and center is the message. But here's the thing, right? So that's the message, the selfishness. I want to compare it to selflessness. What is, what are we, what are we, um, sacrificing when we are selfless? Oh man. 
I had a conversation with a client earlier this week and, um, it was heartbreaking in some regards, but I could connect so much, but I asked her, she was giving up a lot for the, the certain way of life, a certain way of living. And I asked her, I said, at what cost? And she said, Katie, it costs me everything. And mm-hmm. like there, there was this moment, right. That like it, it hit me and it was like, I don't even know how to frame it, but I wanted to like shake her. And then I was like, that's, that was me. Like that was me because I was willing to give up everything. And, and there was this, um, again, framework or perspective that really values a selfless woman. She's so selfless. She really just lives for her children and she's so selfless. She just does for everyone else. And that's, to be praised. And again, we enter into a little bit of my issues with the church. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but I may have some issues with the church, (laughs) but it's right. Like it's this selflessness and this submissiveness and this giver, just give, just give, give, give until you have nothing else to give and then give some more because, and so it's almost like this backhanded, it's not a compliment. It's not a I don't view it as something to be praised. I view it as something that is a red flag and we are venturing into like danger territory when I start to talk with people and selflessness. So yeah, I don't know what comes up for you, but like that, those are the things that come up for me when I think of selfless and the damage it does. Right. Um, Yeah, no, it is. I mean, you think about we give until there's nothing left to give. And that is praise. Like I remember when I, when I would do that in the corporate world, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you work so hard. How do you do it? It's you're so amazing. You're there for everybody. Right. And that's how my mother is too. Mm, So um, no surprise, no surprise. Exactly. Right. Um, and, and she does do the woe is me, right. I do everything for everyone else. And I did, I fell into that pattern. Luckily I had amazing mentors, therapists that were able to show me in such a loving way. Mm -hmm. Like there's a different way to live. Um, and that you're being an asshole, like, (laughs) you know, stop with the bullshit and, and let's look at this. Um, so, but, but it is at what cost is that you have resentments, right? You, you resent your, like, I know for me, and I'll just speak for me. I resented my husband. I resented myself. I resented my family for making me the way that I am. I resented my father. I resented, I resented my boss. I resented, you know, the the heaviness because I was like, how come nobody else is doing this? My employees, because I would take on, if they didn't do things correctly, I would take it all on. That was, oh, And, you know, and there is, I mean, there is some beauty in serving as a like leadership, right? Um, Simon Sinek has a beautiful, right, book. Of course, I can't remember. Um, it's his servant leadership. Servant leadership. Servant leadership, right? leadership, yeah. Yeah. So, so there is that. And it's not at the cost of our own mental health, physical health, um, you know, our overall well being you know, giving up, choosing other things over our family or what's important to us, whatever it is, right. Just releasing our values to, Mm -hmm. to be this, you know, this martyr. And you think about all the different saints days, right. And when we think about religion, of course, today's St. Patrick's day that we're recording Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Um, And you think about mother Teresa, although she was a bad bitch. Um. (laughs) Yeah. There's like a 0.0001% that can pull it off. And she was one. (laughs) 
The rest of us can't. So stop trying to be Mother Teresa. Cut it out. Right? There's, we're not. We're not meant to be because there's only one of her and that's okay. We're not meant to be her. Right. Just like she's not meant to be us. But, but yeah, so that's what, at the cost of what, right? I remember, and you talk about like depression. I remember at the cost of feeling depressed and disconnected and my, my marriage almost coming to an end and disconnecting from my family and my friends, like that's the cost of not, of like the fear of investing in myself, which means investing in my dreams, investing in my beliefs, investing in my values, investing. Mm. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways to invest. Yeah. Um, you know, financially was just a big statement for me of just like, I am fucking worth this. Like I am not playing small anymore. Uh, and that was just one of the many ways that I invested of, you know, making sure that I'm taking care of myself, making sure that I'm spending time with my family. Right. Um, so there's so many different ways, but it's not at the cost of your, of your mental health and wellness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and, and really, you know, you mentioned something, uh, you didn't say it this way, but it's like the return of investment, right? We have this fear that we are not good enough. Like we're not going to have a return of investment, right? If we invest in programs or, so, you know, all these different ways that we can enhance our skills or just like start believing in ourselves and challenging mm. that. But, uh, but yeah, so being able to see like the return of investment is so much more that you can even imagine, right. Um, even you just talking about, and I know my personal story, like you talking about like, holy shit, I can actually have it all. I, I remember like, I'm not supposed to like be able to have it all and take vacations and be with my kids. Like I was sacrificing being with my kids. I would leave before they woke up for school. Same. I would get home before, like after they were in bed. Same. Like I never, I never saw them. And it was funny because it was my husband obviously was taking care of them for good 10 years, like a good 10, 12 years. And as I climbed the corporate ladder and I made my voice heard of blah, whatever, <laughs> all the conditioning. But, but now I'm like, I get, I get to do all of that. And I know that he has, you know, anyways, I was just thinking like, he is like the roles have sort of flipped. And now I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is what it's like. Like mm. I was missing this. Cause I had convinced myself, like I'm doing this for the family. I'm, you know, sacrificing my time and I'm, and I'm working so hard for my family. And that wasn't the case. It was for, I mean, talk about selfish. It was for my own selfish reasons that I was becoming validated by how much work I did and stuff like that. But I think that was a little tangential, but I relate to it though. I relate to it so much The the ego, the, the, what is, I mean, it kind of comes back to the philosophical question of like, is there anything that's truly altruistic in the world? And what fuels us it's okay and and for those who may need permission today to uh, here I'm here to tell you that you don't need permission from us <laughs> you don't need permission from anybody but those who um might need to hear it you have the ability to do something different you have the inherent worth to go forth and invest in yourself because just purely because you're breathing right? Like just the fact that you are alive and your heart is beating gives you that inherent worth. And beliefs are just things, are thoughts that we've just held on to, 
right? So if we can create a belief out of a thought, then we can create new beliefs out of new thoughts. And so the new thought for me is I'm worthy, the investment that I'm making, because I had the same narrative of like, I'm doing this for my family when I was working corporate and climbing the ladder and never home. And I now, it was funny as I say the same thing when, when people ask me like, how did you quit your job? Like, how did you, why did you, what are you, what is going on? What are you doing? Like, what's the plan? What's the plan, Katie? Yeah, what's the plan? I know. <laughs> but I, I, I will say the same exact words and I mean it. Yes. I mean it. I am doing this for my family because my family deserves to have the most happy and healthy mom and oh. wife and whole mm -hmm. person show up every single day. And I was not showing up. I mean, there was fractions of myself that were showing up before. Yeah. And yeah, it's so, I mean, like to recap a little bit, you know, fear is, is a four letter word. It is a four letter <laughs> F, F word that has a lot of power when we give it power. We can change that narrative at any moment. Um, we can decide to do differently at any moment. Did a Facebook live on this um, yesterday that it's 10.05 at this moment. If I decide at 10.06 that I'm going to do shit differently, guess what? I can do things differently. It doesn't matter Beautiful. what, it doesn't matter what Monday look like. It doesn't matter what Tuesday look like. I don't have to wait until next Monday to start. I don't have to right. wait, until, right? Like we, we make up these rules in our heads about what we can and can't do, what we should, shouldn't do. We should all over ourselves. Yeah. And, and they're just these whack expectations that don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. It only means something because we have placed meaning on it. And so you are all set free. That's the permission I give. I'm giving all of you. You're all set free. You no longer have to play by those rules. You no longer have to live in those boxes. You no longer have to ascribe to other people's beliefs or thoughts about what you should do, what you can do, what you're capable of doing. Because the reality is when we invest in ourselves and you're investing in yourself right now, yes. whether you know it or not, you're, and maybe I should say that slightly different. You are investing in something right now, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Let it be you and let it be something that puts a smile on your face that you invest in because mm. um, you're worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, beautifully said, beautifully said. Um, and yeah, just being able to look at, you know, what, what are you investing in? And that's the challenge, right? Every single day, do something that invests in yourself mm. every day. Ooh, let's that be our call to action. Like right yes. now, whatever you're doing, set the goal of what the next seven days you are intentionally investing in you. And, if, and that, and let's give a few examples because some people might be like, Ooh, I don't have any money. I don't have any money to invest. Mm -mm. What are seven, what are, let's come up with seven different ways that one can invest that is just like pouring into yourself. Reading a self-help book. Reading a self-help book that, that inspires you. Like yes. that we should all be millionaires by yes. Rachel Rogers. Yes. Right? Or whatever book, happy pocket full of money is another amazing That's one. That's a great one. That's one um, of my favorites. Surrender experiments, mm -hmm. right? Michael Singer, but those are all mine. Find your own. <laughs> but they're all good. So, um, <laughs> grab them. Um, we'll put, um, different, um, books that we would recommend in the show notes. 
Um, I would say investing in yourself by doing a joy activity that is investing. So last night in group, Leanne played um, a song that as soon as I heard it, I like went into like gangster mode and I was like dancing and it like instantly increased my joy level, which was investing in myself. Like I, that was like putting money in the bank. So listen to your favorite songs, dance, that is investing in you. Go sit outside and look for birds and listen to them. Be mindful while you're eating. That is investing in yourself. Right. And for those of you who do feel that, that it's too scary to financially invest in yourself, go out and just get your, you know, favorite drink or favorite meal, salad, like Mm. whatever it is, right. Go and treat yourself to a lunch or a dinner. I don't care if it's with anyone. Some of my favorite times are by myself. Amen, sister. (laughs) Buy that steak and lobster and sit there and savor it by yourself. You don't have to plop down a thousand dollars or $25,000. Although, (laughs) although let's, let's go ahead and, and acknowledge that when we put our money where our mouth is, things start to happen. When we tell the universe we're serious, things start to open up and happen. And that can be another topic for another day of like manifestation and law of attraction and um, just showing up for ourselves. But yeah, I love that. Go, I mean, I- that stretches you, right? It stretches you past your comfort zone. That's where you need to be because then you're saying like, I'm not worth, you know, going out and taking myself out to lunch. I'm not worth, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, Rachel Rogers has it. I mean, in like all the books, it really talks about how like financially investing in yourself, whether it's, you know, buying, there's another thing where it's just, there are different like uh, abundance exercises that I know is in my money mindset course that are exercises that I've done that has helped me to, you know, set down that 25 grand, you know, and, and invest in myself that way. But there were, there were these smaller steps of, I'm going to buy that really cute clutch, but not right now, because I know that it's, you know, I want to make sure that it's not an impulsive buy, but you know, if I still have that, I, I want, I want to go back there and get it. And I did, right. If I still have that pull and, mm-hmm. um, and, and it just made me feel good, not because I'm trying to fill something, but because of what it meant to me, Mm. right. That it meant something more that I am worth this investment. Yeah. Um, It reminds me of the having, um, the book, the having That's another one that we'll put in the show notes. There are so many different mindset reframes that we can do that when you purchase something, you can do so with joy and with lightness in your heart. And like yet energetically, it matters for those of you who are thinking that's dumb, whether I love it or hate it, money is money. It goes where it goes. But energetically, there's research that shows that when we joyfully spend or joyfully give, there's this really beautiful, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, symbiotic relational thing that happens where it comes back to you. It comes back to you. And really like just being joyful when you are doing anything is not a bad idea, but, but it, it really, it speaks to 
taking a moment and being intentional. And that's the, that's really the, the key word here is being intentional about what you're doing and telling yourself when you do these nice things or when you do these fun things or joyful things that you're saying to yourself, man, I'm worth that. I am worthy. I'm worthy of this experience. I'm worthy of that steak. I'm worthy of that bag. I'm worthy of that really expensive coffee because it makes me really fucking happy when I drink it. Right? right. Like you're, you're so delicious. You're so fucking delicious. Um, and you can say that about yourself, you, your person, you are so delicious and you deserve to have all the happy and the joy and the, the wonder that um, brings a sparkle to your eye and your a pitter patter to your heart and you are worthy. So that's the call to action is to invest in yourself doesn't have to be monetarily, although we do see value in that, uh, great value in that. But go, read a book, listen to a podcast, listen to your favorite song, go dance naked in your bedroom, whatever. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever lights your soul on fire and is investing in yourself and you can make that intentional decision. I want to say one more thing about this flow of money and the energy of money that you brought up is that we give it like money is energy. We are energy. Money is energy. So what kind of energy are you giving it? And what kind of energy are you giving yourself? Because it could be really heavy, which will bring you down, which will create sadness, create anxiety, or you can choose to give it that joy. Um, I know that I had like two huge bills come in that I was not anticipating actually three over the past couple of weeks. One was like for 2,500, another was for 850. And then another one was for like 900. And I was just like, before I would have been like, Oh, I can't believe this. And now I'm just like, I am so fucking happy that I have the money today. Right. And that's in the having that you talked about to be able to pay these bills. Right. Um, and that again, is that manifesting that Katie was talking about. But again, we'll get into that, but start investing and just be intentional, whatever it may be. Yes, there is a higher energy around money and joy with those specifically coupled together. And if you're at the point where it's just like, shit, I can't even like get myself dressed in the morning, much less think about going out for a fucking latte, like... Fair enough. dress up in yeah. maybe one of your favorite shirts and just dance around the fucking house. Yeah. Like put some lipstick on. Anything. Sometimes yeah. putting lipstick on is one of the best investments, ladies. Yes. Just yes. does something for them, for the whole soul. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So we are coming to the end. You have your call to action. You have your courageous action to invest in yourself and just see, just see, stay curious about what that does for you. Mm. And uh, we will see you again during our next, (laughs) we will, we will, we will see you. We will see you again soon, friends. Um, Thank you for joining us. We send you so much love and light. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always an honor and privilege to be on this journey with you. Stay curious, connected, compassionate, and courageous. If you're looking for different ways to connect with the work that we both do, please check out our sites. Easyliving.space, that's E-Z, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, dot space, or release with Katie. 
release like Letting Go with Katie, K-A-T-I-E dot com for more information. As always, love and light from us to you.